Sunday, May 28th. Welcome to the Dome Foamers podcast. We're back. I'm Christian Kruger and always joined by Neil Miefke and Brian Dorton. We are just lifelong Astros fans who love to talk about the Astros. So, boys, let's go. All right. Glad to be back. Episode five. What First number? Thing we want to... Five. <laughs> yeah, five. Five. Let's go. <laughs> First thing I would like to say before we talk about our beloved Astros is this is Sunday night and this will be, uh, we'll drop this, put it out on Monday, which happens to be Memorial Day. And just wanted to say as we'll all be celebrating, having a good time with families, grilling, having some adult beverages, being around the water. I just, we just wanted to say, as all three of us, um, thank you to those that gave the ultimate sacrifice and why we have Memorial Day and why we can, three morons like us can do a podcast. Um, Amen. They just got to remember that as we're having fun, enjoy it. But just remember those that have came before us and that uh, uh, gave whatever it is they took to, to uh, bring freedom to our country. So with that being said, we are... Uh, 31 and 21, mm. 10, 10 games over 500 for the first time of the year. Four and two wow. for the week. What was, was the week? What was the, the, uh, what was this? <laughs> are we going to do this every week? Really? Every week. Every week. Okay. Well, we'll get there every in a minute. Four, four, and two, four and two for the week. Um, two games behind the team from Canada. So. Not much you can say of the records there than just check the overall temp, which is one of my favorite things to do. And as always, Neil, start us off with checking the current temperature. I feel pretty good about it. I mean, the when we laid it out last week, right, I, I said we were going to go uh, five and one. And you, you lay out the schedule and you you saw game two and three in, in Milwaukee, uh, BLAC and, and JP Frenchy, and we hope for a split. I hoped one of those two guys would come through. Little did I know we'd score zero runs in both games. So you, you, you're not putting it on on those two guys is why we lost. But you just hope for a split, and then you assume that we go to Oakland and do what we do in Oakland and what everybody else does in Oakland. So, you know, it was a little disappointing in, in Milwaukee to walk away not winning the series. But – Going to Oakland and and taking care of business in the style and the manner that we did, you know, I can I can say four and two. You're you're saying you'll take four and two in a week every time. So, believe it or not, I'm I'm fairly pleased with the outcome uh, for the week. All right, Jordan. So I'm going to give you your shot here. You uh, you gave me my props last week for predicting six and zero, which is a little harder to predict than four and two, but. <laughs> You did say four and two. I said four and two unless we beat Corbin Burns, which we did. So my official yeah. prediction was five and one. So for you, got the four and two correct. What's a? Uh, I I got so the four and two. How's your temperature? I got the four and two. I was hoping that we were going to take the Brew Crew down in the series. Um, I I. I was kind of uh, predicting a one loss in each series, but boy, this, those A's are bad. 
I, I don't know who said I don't know who said this before, but I, I think it was Neil. I think Neil has said this a few times that the, those triple A's are really bad. I don't Kruger. I don't think you've said that yet. No, I don't um, remember him saying it. Either. I don't remember him saying that. Uh, I think, but I think for offensive wise, it's a it, like we're seeing desert oasis like offensive wise, and I think that's. I don't necessarily think that's a terrible thing because we're seeing the Oasis uh, quite a bit. I mean, we're, we're getting a 12, a 12 run game. We're getting a 10 run game. I mean, we're seeing these explosions of offense Um, you know, we aren't going to have the desert all the time. And I think we will eventually move towards that little middle ground where we're going to be, we're going to be scoring more consistent runs as an offense and, uh, and I think we're moving that way, but boy, it sure is nice when we see those when when, when there have to be two digits up on the scoreboard, and like no it, doubt, it's nice to see everybody gets a home yeah. run. It, everybody, <laughs> including <Some> multiple, <laughs> including Mr. First Baseman himself. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, we will talk about that but, a little bit. Yeah, um, temperature wise, I I like I, I like the direction that we're heading for sure. Yeah, good. You nailed it. Uh, four and two. Uh, again, I, you beat Corbin Burns on Monday. We talked a little back because our, our podcast was a day late due to having a guest. Um, and you don't think you're going to go goose egg, goose egg the next two days. That's the frustrating part. We've bookended the week with 12 runs and 10 runs, which is great, right? Right. Um, yeah. But then you had, you, you go 12, goose egg, goose egg, day off, five, six, 10. Um, against, yes, don't give Neil the credit, and I know you were being sarcastic, the triple A's still have 10 wins. They had 10 wins last week when we were doing this podcast. They're going to have 10 wins for a while. They are bad, bad, bad. So it is taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, it is taken with a grain of salt. Um, I wish we could play them every week. Um, Great. Thank God. I mean, I, I think it, it, it was a great time to have them after the goose egg, goose egg, right? Um, yep. And that happens. Like I said, they're major league baseball players. I get it. Way to come back and sweep the triple A's. Um, there's some there's some signs of life, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, signs of life. But we do now we're in a different scheduling quirk. We've talked about it extensively that the Thursdays are now gone. The day's off. We have 17 games in 17 days. There is going to be some changes in the pitching staff. For me, um, Javier didn't look right today. He looked okay. Of course, I, I'm, you know, I hold him to a pretty high standard because of his stuff. Framber was good, not great. That's going to happen. Um, but 17 days, 17 games in 17 days. I think there's going to be some changes coming. I think you're going to see a spot start here, a spot start there. Um, there's no real update on Lance McCullers other than he's still throwing on ground, which is not a good sign. You would hope him to be progressing by now. Yeah. Your Kitty's the all-star break. Man, um, the bats, the, the, the pitching has carried us for so long, right? We're number one still in Team ERA. We're playing the number two team in T, Team ERA tomorrow, which we'll get into that. But it is time for the bat to help carry us in case there's a little little regression in the total team pitching. So thoughts on that? Well, well, you know, like 
Okay, when when today's game started, obviously Jordan. Well, even back up a little bit. Imagine how different we feel had we lost today. No doubt. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm I'm thinking as that game goes at the very beginning today. You know, how how does three and three on this road trip make you feel? I'm be like, this would be rotten. This would be rotten. So you 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 get Jordan's home run and then they lead off with a home run and so you start to have these thoughts like, Oh my gosh, and you know, it's just so fickle and I just I just wish I felt a a lot better and on solid ground. And it's I don't feel that way. Two reasons. Number one, because our seventh and eighth pitcher, our fifth and or sixth and seventh pitcher, who are now our fourth and fifth pitchers, are having to pitch every couple of days, and then the bats. And like Brian, like you said, I mean, you go from, you know, outhouse to penthouse. The, you you mm-hmm. just there's the consistency isn't there yet. And so when you start talking about this, you know, 17 games in 17 days, and specifically facing the the twins who, who, like you said, Kruger, they have some pitching and we're at home where we haven't, you know, if you take out the A's and Cubs series prior to that last week, we were under 500. So there, I mean, I'd like to feel better than, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, there's, there's still plenty of concern. I, I mean, I know we're 10 games over and again, I don't know if this is the expectation thing or not, but, this twin series worries me because of our yeah, that's fair. I think that's and, fair. And, and with, you know, the, the pitching rotation that's about to show up again, meaning France and Belak. So I don't know. That's just kind of still on the temperature side of things, but that throw that back at y'all. No, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think, Looking at trends is is helpful. I, I think we are trending upwards, and we are con- consistently trending upwards. Um, it's just not going to be an everyday upward slope. So well, I, I, I'm going to look at it that way. Two, two I, I our, choose. How about that? I choose to look at it that way. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and but when you go, two of our last three series are against the A's. Which we did what we're supposed to do, and that's encouraging. I mean, we didn't drop a game to them, so there's. I mean, I said, no uh, yeah, real, yeah, real quick. I said before the pot, you know, when before we started playing A's, that, that it needs to be eleven and two or twelve and one against the A's this year. I totally scratched that. It needs to be thirteen and zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I actually think you're I mean, right this time. They're they're bad, and but they're still a major league team, so. Kind of. I don't. I guess. I mean, there's. They still roll out there. Well, I mean, let, I mean, let's. We we we'll look ahead at the end. I mean, let's look back. Like, so. You know, the pitching. I mean, the pitching has done. I mean, anytime you're number one in Major League Baseball, the pitching has done its job. Are we perfect? Yeah. No. But, but but the you know what we're seeing is you know the first demarcation in Major League Baseball for where you sit in the stand is Memorial Day and that's tomorrow when this when episode right. five is going to drop. So look, we're two games back. We're, we're ten games over five hundred. Great, but you know you have to look. Okay, what's coming up front? You've got six weeks until the All Star break. So that's what you know, forty five games roughly. 
So, right. um, we're, we're, I think, uh, you know, Neil, you said we were around 30% of the schedule, um, based on the, your math teacher cell. So there's still a ton <laughs> left. There's still a ton left, but man, you blink an eye in six weeks of the all-star break, you got 45 more games. And so I think, and, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves of some of the comments that are being made by Dana Brown, by Dusty. I mean, I think you're going to see, and it's probably going to be, let's just throw it out there. I mean, it's nothing surprising. It's probably going to be Ronel Blanco that they're going to bring up and yeah. they're going to do, there's, they stretched him out at Sugarland. Land. Sugarland. He's probably going to come on and be a sixth starter for a while. Um, and I mean, let's just go with this right now. So I'm the president of the Hunter Brown fan club for a number of reasons. One, I just, he's a stud, he's a competitor pitching prospect, right? But also, I, I just want to piss off Major League Baseball. If he wins Rookie of the Year, we get a draft pick back. How does that, that came, work? Well, it's just brand new. It came with the new CBA on the strike season. That was part negotiated in the new CBA with the Players Union. So Julio Rodriguez won it last year for the Mariners. They got a compensate. Uh, I think it's a compensation pick in between the first and second rounds. An extra pick. So wow. yeah, I, I know I know it's early to project that he's going to be rookie of the year, but he's on that trend line, right? I just want to do that to piss off Manfred. And <laughs> yeah, how bad, yeah, how bad would that would be incredible? I mean, how yeah, how so mad would people be if that happened? They <laughs> would be, which is great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue I have with Hunter Brown is I did the quick math. I'm not exact, but he pitched a hundred innings in Sugarland last year. He pitched, including the playoffs, uh, which he didn't pitch much, just over 20 innings for the Astros. So it's 120-plus innings last year. He's at 57, I believe I checked, right now, this year. So he's yeah. halfway to his innings he pitched last year. And you, it's not like you can limit the guy. I mean, he's your number three right now. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how they manage him. It tells me, tells me, tells me, tells me. There will be a move coming. There will be some spot starts um, because, you know, you'd rather that guy rest in July so you can have him in August and September and October. Yeah. I just think there's going to be some maneuvering coming up that we're going to be like, you know, tweeting out and social media and texting like, well, who's this? What's going on? It's just, I think it's just, I think it's happening. I think it's coming. So I, I think you're right. I, th- I, I and I, Renel Blanco, uh, he was on the radar for, you know, he started off with us in the major leagues this year. And so, so looking at his stats, while he was with us, he played in nine games and had an ERA of 4.5 with a whip of 1.92. So obviously changes were made. He's gone down. And for whatever it's worth, he's 2-0 and with the, with the Space well, he- Cowboys. He went down to stretch him out. Like he started, I, I'm pretty sure he started to pitch four or five innings. So he went down. This was this this is a pl- this was a plan. This was planned. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, he, he's two and zero with a .56 ERA in four games, uh, sixteen innings, twenty one strikeouts with a WHIP of one point one three. So, um, if there's a guy, it's the, it's him, right? I mean. And well, he's the he's he's it is him, but he's the only guy because 
Yeah. Like anyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's because it. Forrest uh, Wheatley, I mean, no. to no one's surprise, is, is down again, but yeah. I'm not, we've wasted enough time on him on this podcast yep. and perhaps in the system. But anyways. I, I think that's what's I, – I think we'll get into this week's get, you know, pitching, but that, I think that's coming. And, and look, those guys – Frenchie and 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 Belak have done way better already than I thought they have. Yeah, um, they have they have they, 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 they have filled have. their roles. Hunter Brown, Hunter Brown, the other night made one bad pitch. He hung one curveball and it was hung, and oh, it got yeah. blasted. Other yeah. than that, he was electric. That was the best I've seen him pitch all year. Just he was nasty with the knuckle curve, the fastball. <laughs> the guy, the guy is just a freaking competitor and. Um, my concern is they're going to, you know, this is like, this is the eighties and nineties where you could just wheel out Nolan Ryan for 7,000 yeah. innings. I mean, they're going yeah. to manage his workload because well, the Astros play in October, November, and you're going to need him. You know, and, yeah. and another thing, uh, in case you forgot, Jose Altuve is pretty good. And the two games that we lost in, in Milwaukee, he gets thick in one and doesn't play the the other one. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying that's why we lost, but uh, that guy seems to make a little bit of a difference on our team. And and the more he plays, the, the more uh, I feel better about our offense, which allows you to have these B-lacks in, in France. Again, France, he pitched well enough the other night yeah. to, to win us the game. And we may have kept him in a little bit too long, but okay, you're you're kind of feeling out how how long he can pitch. How, I mean, when's the right time? Does he need to come out after you know two rotations in the lineup? And then I don't know if you know this either, but we our bullpen doesn't suck. And so you know I'm gonna leave Dusty uh, throwing him a bone and say he was learning. Maybe he's still learning what the right time is to pull these guys to make them efficient in what we're doing. And in what you're saying, Christian, in the fact of saving these guys' arms. Now, when you save the starters' arms, you're wearing down their, their relievers' arms. I get all that. But uh, yeah. there, there's that balance in there that we're going to have to manage, especially in these you know next 17 days and 17 games. So, Speaking of, uh, speaking of Hunter – Watching him throw that twelve to six curve is sick, dirty. I just yeah, love it. It I, think, is, I think that thing. Yeah, it is. is awesome. It's a nut. It's a knuckle that curve. Knuckle curve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's nasty, and it. I mean, it's, um, it's from twelve to six. That don't. I, I wouldn't have a shot at it. I wouldn't have a shot <laughs> at that thing. Like, you could have hit the. Yeah. You could have hit the one that he hung. You could have hit that one. Um, sure, my Chuck Golf. The bullpen, the bullpen's going to get tested. Neil, to your point, um, it's, yeah. it's like I said, it's 17, 17 games in a row. It's going to get, it is going to get tapped. So there's going to have to be some maneuver, and there's probably going to be some things where I'm like, well, what are you doing? But you know, it's probably to save arms, rest guys. You're going to probably see some Seth Johnny Ray Martinez more than we would like. I mean, you're just going to see some of that stuff just well, to save some arms. Yeah. I mean, anytime Dusty has to truly manage 
that that worries us. <laughs> I mean, so these next these next uh, these next few games or next few weeks, for that matter, it is it is going to be interesting to see the process in how everybody's managed and pitchers and players. You know, because Dusty's not afraid to to give a rando day off to somebody who's hotter than hell. And hey, they put the lineup out today. They put the lineup out yeah. today, and he just went back and went, yeah, I'm going to scratch that, take Tucker Wait out. a second. <laughs> the Dome Farmers hit thumbs up on a post, and he shut that yeah. guy down. Yeah, yeah. he, he, he was like, that. uh-uh. I don't want yeah. these guys to be excited. No. Fight. No. Fight. Um, so – Oh, the the we we have to we have to talk about what happened today. Yeah, um, let's go. He is he is an absolute. He's he's an he's a whipping boy. He is not out of the doghouse by any means, of course. Not yet. But but but, but Jose, my shirt is uh, is unbuttoned to bray you. Mm-hmm. After Altuve hits a home run with only playing eight games to take <laughs> to take the lead from him, Abreu yep. decides to tee off and hit a bomb. And his trot, are you kidding me? Incredible. It, it's um, one of the greatest things. It's one of the greatest things. I mean, it's up there in my mind with the, uh, you know, the, the ignoring Diaz yeah. on his. Yeah. I agree, but but so here's here's but here's what I want to say, and then I want to get your thoughts on it. I agree with all that. Like, what I liked, I mean, of course, he's off the goose egg. Um, it, it, it's it's almost June, but I'm not going to bash the guy tonight. Too bad. <laughs> Maybe this gets him going. Maybe the monkey's off the back. I hope um, so. Now, mind you, I can he, tell you, I can tell you this. I like seeing how the team reacted. I loved seeing that. I did too. They no they were behind doubt. it. They were behind it. They knew that that monkey was on the back, and they knew that that it had to go. Now, well, and that's you. what that's what that's what championship championship teams do. Yes. I, I I saw Chad's interview after the game, and he was just class, and just he just thought it was great. And so, yeah. that to me is even more important than him hitting the bomb. Yes. Uh, now, mind you, he 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 hit two oh eight this week. Right. So, like, let's let's not let's uh, let's keep Agreed. that in perspective. Like he's. He's not blowing. Yeah, he's, he's not blowing. The he's, not the, a, the, he's not getting. He's not getting a dark phone by any means. Right. Nope. Careful. But no, uh, he's not getting a dome from from me this so, week. Yes. Yeah. When your bench reacts that way, and and for that matter, when Abreu reacts the way he did, th- this is something that has clearly been a cloud over yeah. him. This is something that's been talked about in the in the locker room. Yeah, uh, in some form or fashion, and to to literally react that way is a reaction. I mean, that, that that's not something that's planned, and so it's pure emotion. It, it's pure joy. It's pure relief, stress off the. I mean, and, and so I just think, or I hope, anyways, that man, th- this is something that. They're proud of him. He's excited. The the team is behind this guy. Yeah. And if the if the team is behind him, then I'm 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 in. You know, it's not like he's around there being some ass clown that that the guys don't respect that they don't like. I mean, clearly he's working. Clearly he's putting in the time. Mm-hmm. And yes, the results matter. 
results yeah. matter, right? I mean, at some point in time, if you're hitting 220 and you're not producing, well, you know, something's got to something's got to give. But the, that whole energy and atmosphere and, and the way that all went down told me more than just he's off the schneid. It, it told me there yeah. was some some team stuff happening there. Oh and yeah, I think they that, were. I think that was yeah. Well, and, and him, Kruger, for him, all those things. Kruger, you you're gonna uh, you. This might be a good lead in because I know you wanted to talk about this, but they were off the bench twice for Abreu today. Yes. Once when he hit that yes. home run, and the other time his next at yeah. bat. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. Let's get to that in a second. A couple more things on the Abreu home run and that, that mindset, and then yes, that's a great point. So, um, couple things. He even he hits a home and everything Neil and y'all said, and I I agree with. Like the only thing I want to bring up is it was against the Triple A's. That's fine. It's fine. But they're not, they're not going to play the number the number two ERA in baseball. So we need him to we need him to show up. Um, it's just funny to hit Manny. He gets that off his bat. It's clearly like Neil said, Dorton said. It's clearly been a been an issue. And Jordan hits the one in the first inning to San Francisco, and then his last <laughs> at bat. Then his last at bat, he flicks his wrist and hits it four twenty to dead center. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, the guy can't even catch a break. Jordan's got to one up him. But yeah, yeah, no doubt. We love we love us from Jordan. But to Dorton's point. He comes up again in the ninth against some guy, some hack. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna give him the glory of his name. I'm not even gonna look him up. Hadn't pitched a game. I mean, hadn't hit a guy all year. Drills Abreu with 95 in the arm, and Abreu doesn't flinch and just looks at nope. him. Walks, says something to him. I was he gave, him a, he gave him a how's your, He gave him a how's your father. He, yes, he told he him, did. Let him let him know how's your father. That then they pan into the Astros bench, and you have them all on the top step, and Jordan is giving them freaking death stare to the pitcher. <laughs> I mean, that's not a dude you want coming out there to uh, brawl with. No. And I, my opinion, that was clearly intentional. 100%. Obreu 100%. was not showing the A's up. He was celebrating by sprinting. If you're if you want to show a team up, you basically walk around the bases. <laughs> he did the exact opposite because this has been an issue. And I mean, it was celebration. Self, it was almost self-deprecating. It was one hundred percent that one hundred percent. And this makes hack me think he needs to get on the drills him. <laughs> this hat drills him in the in the arm, and I was like, I, I, I'll say it. I get why he didn't, because we don't need anyone hurt against the Triple A's. But I, I was going to say he was going to swing. I was wanting Mon, I was wanting Montero to drill somebody in the night. Bottom mm. of the night. <laughs> I, I, I was, but I get why he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that would have they would have been on. Yeah, it was definitely the the hands are on the holster. I mean, like oh, yes, somebody big time. somebody flinch big time, and this thing this thing's fixing to go down. No, but, let's uh, just let's just let's just strike these uh, minor league players out and let's get out of here. Get out of yeah. Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, but the bench's reaction, again, reaffirmed everything I said earlier. Just, uh, And that made me feel – that's probably the first time I that it's been shown that uh, these guys are – I mean, have taken a Bray who in. Yeah. And, and we all know how important that is, especially on this team that's 
been through it and uh, whether it's you know 2017 through now the booze the hate and all those kinds of things and so when you're in with these boys you're in and to to get that type of reaction and, and response not just in the homer but when when you got hit by the pitch that was badass yeah it was that was good it was, was cool, cool. Um, I'm, you know, y'all guys know how big I am on lineup construction. So we need, we need to talk about it briefly. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give my, what I think the lineup should be. I am going to tip the hat saying Bregman hitting behind Jordan in front of Tucker. Um, are we, are we waking up? Bregman? Well, yeah. Is yeah, he waking I mean, up? I mean, he's we might, seen we might more pitches a, uh... and you know, you know, the guy can hit a fastball. There might be a, a, there might be more about that later on, and when we're when we're beer talking, just just FYI, just well, a little, just, little I, I, I understand, but I'm just trying to say, look, we got, he's he's, man, I want to say it's Dusty, but it very well could be Dana Brown in the front office, but we don't know, right? But somebody is tinkering with this lineup, and you know, you, you got to move a, a, a Bray down. He's moved down. Oh, weird. He hits a home run. And then now you have, you, you have Bregman behind your Don. Um, Pena's moved up. Did y'all hear? I knew this, but I know the exact number. Did y'all hear what our record was last year as the world series champions with Pena batting two? I, I was fixing to say, drop this on you. I mean, we remember the lineup last year and who batted second. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the World Series. I mean, that's that's pain. Well, and, and maybe we ahead. were 40, 42 and seven when he yeah. batted number two last year. And I, and I I didn't know obviously that that stat, but I, I think I think Pena might just be a guy that he fits better. He plays better when he's second. I, I don't know. I don't want to say like you know that the, the stats back any of that crap up other than one you you just said, but sometimes you just take a guy and say, right. this is what you're going to do and you're going to do it. And, yeah. you know, Pena may just be that kind of guy in the two hole. And well, he's not, he's not your traditional tool, two hole. No, no, but I not. don't think, I, I don't think there's tra- the traditional stuff doesn't even hold much weight anymore, but yeah, I think that two hole traditional two hole is gone is out the window at this point. Yeah. It, well, it really is. And that's why I've, I've, I've beat my chest. Or, and just sit on a soapbox saying, I want Jordan hitting too. And I still do. But if you're if, if seeing that record, I knew it was good. I didn't know it was that good. That's I'm with you. I'm with you, Neil. Like you got Altuve, who's a problem at one. You've got Jordan, who's a problem at three. Okay. Maybe Pena is just that guy that's just it needs to be sandwiched. And then you've got Bregman, who doesn't chase. And you're going to have to throw fastballs too because you mm-hmm. have your Don at three and Tucker at five. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, if, if you go forty-two and seven with Pena at number two, it's kind of hard to ignore that. Yeah, yeah. give it a shot. Give it a chance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm just happy. I'm just happy there's lineup tinkering going on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree uh, too. And, and carrying on with that, I mean, you put Tucker at five, uh, Abreu at six. And then your your combination of McCormick, Myers, Diaz, Maldi, Maldi yeah, uh, you know, and, and and finish up the, Dubon. the lineup there. Dubon every every now and then. Every, what, du, we're forgetting about 
Our boy. D, D, uh, Diaz every 15 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and he needs he needs to play. Yes, we, we know that. But uh, I, as far as the lineup construction side of things go, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think – I hope anyways. And, and usually when I hope something dusty dusties us and – I mean, tomorrow night it, it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, to see Pena back like sixth again. You know, mm-hmm. some crazy crap depending on lefty righty, all that kind of stuff that apparently matters. But uh, it matters in the regular season, but not apparently in the World Series. We don't care. We just go with a lineup. But anyways, uh, if, if we well, got home runs fan, today, you got home runs today from your eight ninthers. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you got Myers. Myers Myers making a case, dude. Yeah, he is. Myers and Chazzy Fizz batting eight nine. Dude, sign me up. Sign me up. Chaz Mom today was pretty great to watch. Yeah, it was. Let me ask you this: If if that's Maldi, where do you put Maldi? Do you put him seven? And let I mean, hold on, hold on. Who's playing? Like, so, so that's a great point. I need to know who's who's the lineup. Same lineup as today. I mean, of course, you've got uh, Joel instead of Jokes, it's Tucker. Let's just say you've got McCormick. Right. Well, I guess you wouldn't have Chaz and, and Myers in there with you. Yeah. No. I don't know. You could you have can DH Chaz one. You and can... Myers. Well, you, you could have them in left and right field, which is what the lineup was originally going to be. Correct. So if it was that lineup that was spit out initially, but you had Maldi. Where's Maldi fit? Where are you putting him? Seven? I would or not? I I would I I would bat him eighth. I would sandwich him. Or I would sandwich Myers and McCormick around him. And here's why: in the event that Maldi get the base hit because he's been hitting better, right? He's up to a whopping like two hundred three or whatever it is, but he has been hitting better. I would want. I don't want. I don't want Altuve hitting behind him. I kind of yeah. want either Myers, whoever's hitting. Whoever's hitting better between Myers and McCormick right now is Myers. You bat Myers seven. You bat Maldi eight. You have McCormick like as a second leadoff at nine. And then you have Altuve. I mean, that's what I would do. Now, numbers are going to tell you probably bat him nine, which is fine. I mean, he's yeah. our he's the yeah. ninth, he's the ninth hitter. Well, if um, he's on so in I, it front of matter Altuve, if, if Maldonado is on in front of Altuve, it means he's on. That's true. <laughs> what a great problem. Bef- before, so, you know, what, what was it? Did Meyer hit that in the fourth or fifth inning? Yeah. Yeah. It was 1-1 one, one for a while. The, yeah, he was the second one. He busted the three-run shot. I, I'm just going to have a plug in here, and then we can move on to another topic. Before the Myers home run and then all the franchise tying record of seven home runs today, we need to bring that up, that, yep. you know, that changed the stats. But until that point, Yonner Diaz's one-hop double play ball to shortstop was the second-hardest hit ball at 105.8 after Jordan's ball to San Francisco. <laughs> well, The guy hits can, the ball hard, but he just keeps hitting to the shortstop. Yeah. yeah. And, and when he hit that today, my, my initial thought was – He's an Astro catcher. There, I mean, when you become a catcher for the Houston Astros, uh, a third of your bats are, are at least going to be ground out to double plays. Right, double plays. You're going to hit into double plays. That's <laughs> your job. The, 
that is, by God, what you're going to do. It's the other two-thirds what you do with them. Uh, I mean, and so I just shook my head, and then in whatever you want to call it, fate, when Jordan came up with the bases loaded, and he hit a, I mean, a bullet about three feet uh, in front of home plate uh, and grounded out into the double play. <laughs> I couldn't, just like, I couldn't believe that. I was, I was mad, but it was Jordan. So I'm like, okay, he gets a pass, but that's, yeah, that was sure. the worst thing you could have done. <laughs> oh now, my gosh. A, another stat that I'm taking from the telecast because they, they brought it up before that at bat, Jordan has had eight at bats with the bases loaded this year. Yeah. He has Five 16 eight, right? R. 16 RBIs of those eight bats. Mm. And two grand slams. Incredible. Right? Yes. Isn't that what they said? Two grand slams? But yeah, just that, that. The, the Astros for 50 years, we feel like have been, until the last, again, five or six, this, this run of dynasty has been one of the worst teams hitting with runners in scoring position. He is a freaking animal. He's an animal, period. Okay. But we'll get into him in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, any, yeah. any, any, any else? Any other things for the for touch touch points for the week? Other than like seeing the lineup being tinkered with, I really like seeing McCormick and Myers playing together. I, it was I really do. Yeah, there's something to that. Yeah. It, it makes you. I mean, really, today was <laughs> jokes, man. I mean, I know. You had jokes we need, yeah. McCormick. There's something about even those three guys that you go, are really one of these three guys or two of these three guys perhaps even not going to be on this team? Yeah, going to be going to be sent down it's or going to be traded. It's going to be it's going to be so interesting. I'm not a fan of jokes not taking walks, but man, he is hitting the ball on. He's hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. He's getting after it. I do I I do want to mention this because this doesn't always happen in today's baseball. Again, we're kind of traditionalist old school, but this this is this does need to be brought up. So before the Jake Myers home run, do y'all know what happened? The batter before. So there was two outs, right? And correct, correct. Two outs with runner on first. Jokes. Did he was he the walk? Was I don't remember. What he, got, he, he got on base. I don't remember what he did. Then Yonner comes up and hits. Oh yeah, a, he beats it out the first swinging time. bunt. Yeah, but was busting it down the down the freaking mm. line. They said at twenty eight point five miles an hour, which thirty miles an hour. I mean, is is elite. Yeah, um, that's not it's not miles per hour. It's thirty. I think thirty feet per set. Whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But thirty is elite. And so it was nice to see him not go 80% because yeah. he hits a swinging bunt, gets on base, and then Myers goes tank job. Yeah. So yeah. that's so just, that's kind of cool to see him from a young yeah. player. Yeah. No, I mean, because if he doesn't, then Myers doesn't come up. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. No, that's, you're, you're right on that deal. Yeah. That, it changes that the trajectory great. of the game altogether. Absolutely. So At anyone, any, time, any, sure. any, Anything else on the on the week? No, nope. All, good. All right. Well, let's move. Let's move. Let's move to uh, the Dome Foamer Players of the Week. And um, this week, I'm going to start with Jordan. Yeah. And and let him give who he 
would buy a dome foamer for? Uh, we were talking before this, and, and uh, I think all of us were kind of in agreement that uh, that we were. You know, there are several contenders who are in this, but uh, I'll tell you what. Um, this this Astro had the most at bats this week. He had 26 at bats, which is, I mean, I love it. I love it. Let's get him in front of as many pitches as possible. He had a stellar week. He had nine hits. He had 346. Alex Bregman coming out of his uh, that dad slumber, that newborn yeah. dad slumber. I think we're starting to see it. I think we're starting to see Breggy turn that corner, and um, we're seeing those those rips after rip after rip. So, Breggy, let's let's go have a dome foam. Let's do it. Huge base clint clearing double after they intentionally oh, yeah. walked Jordan. Yeah. Uh, what two days ago? And then he gives the signal to the dugout, the the old intentional walk signal he gave it yeah. back to the Astros <laughs> dugout. I was like. That's the Bregman we need back. right there. That's yes. it. Back. That's it. That's that's a gr- that's a great one. Um, yeah, man. I mean, him bat him batting sandwiched in between uh, Jordan and Tucker is he's going to see some fastballs. It's just a matter yeah, of him executing. And he it. did this week. It's great to see. Um, Neil, who you got? So I, I mean, again, I, I'm like Dorton. There, there's a a handful of guys who had some good weeks, and and that's probably a good thing when you play the A's, right? But uh, I'm going to go with the guy, and I know he, he it's Jose Altuve because I'm, unless I'm missing something, any game he started and finished, we've won. <laughs> <laughs> hey. so since he's, since he's uh, been back. All right. <laughs> am I right? I mean, am I missing one? Yeah, I, mean, you, you, I don't think so. So okay. So if if Jose Altuve starts a game and then finishes, we win. I'm gonna give that oh. guy beer. All right. I mean, obviously, um, with, with, without looking at his number, without looking at his numbers, what do you think he's hitting right now? Uh oh man. Well, three. I'll say three thirty-three. One out. I don't know. No, I say he's. I say he's over three fifty. Three seventy. Yeah. There you go. Eight games. He has yeah. played in eight games, and he's saying his timing's off. He's rusty. You know, they were worried about him only getting one hit down the minors. He's hitting Man. 370 in eight games. That bomb well, tonight was, was, was absolute vintage Altuve bomb. It that was. was. That was as Altuve as it can get. A couple podcasts ago, we mentioned how do you, what's the Astros energy? How's it spelled? It is yeah. spelled A L T U V. That guy, yeah. it's just uh, he just makes it happen. So both good ones. There's a couple directions I could go here. Um, we talked about Pena. You know, he's he has a game over four, and then he has a multi-hit game. He's kind of like that. He's streaky. He's not going to be mine though. I'm going to save him for another day. This guy, I I I, I think he can was was bought a dome phone last week. Um, you can buy him one every week, but because he passed Jimmy Wynn for <laughs> fourth on the multi home run list of Houston Astros, 
And the yeah, only awesome. with 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 sixteen now, he only has Bagwell, Berkman, and Biggio to pass. I am going with who's your daddy, <laughs> Jordan Alvarez, because that first ball that he hit in the first inning landed in the bay, and then he he just flicked the wrist in the what eighth inning and it landed yeah. in the, over the center field fence. <laughs> I, I am, I, I saw multiple major league network things last week saying the most feared hitter in baseball is Aaron judge. Look, I'm not oh, going to no. go down that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. And I might've uh, tweeted major league baseball network and Mark DeRosa and said, that's fine. We all have our opinions, but I'll take the guy five, six years younger who actually shows up in the postseason <laughs> as the most feared. And um, that's yeah. – he's the most feared hitter in baseball. Um, he has a bad game, and then the next game he comes back and hits two bombs. We are watching something that is incredible by this guy. And yeah. I, I – I, I, Bagwell hit just piss rods in the Astrodome, <laughs> and we've seen others do it. When this guy hits a baseball, it's like nothing I've seen before. The ball explodes off of his bat. I mean, don't forget. So on Monday, he gets my dog. He gets he gets uh, exactly. Agreed. He hit two on Monday, but he gets, gets granny. Yes. So he book in the week with two multi homer games. He gets my dome foam for the week. I'm sure it's not the last you time bet. he's going to earn, earn a dome foam. You bet. But you bet. I had I had to do it. I had to. So good picks. Good picks. We are going to move now to a segment we call the throwback player of the week that is led by our fearless Neil Mieski. And so Neil, I cannot wait to see who you picked this week. All right. I'm, I'm going to start off with a quick quiz for you guys. Okay. And so just, uh-huh. just spit, spit them out when you know this, tell me the guys who have been, have had their number retired by the Houston Astros. Okay. There's nine of them. Okay. Mike Scott. Nolan yep. Ryan, Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio. Biggio, four. Um, Jose Cruz. Five. Did Jose. you say Cruz or not? Yeah. No, five. That's Cruz. Cruz is five. Um, Did Cabell? Nope. Nope. Say Sar Cedeno. Nope. Cedeno? No. Cedeno, no. Somebody, some, somebody mentioned this guy's name tonight already in this podcast. That's not who I'm talking about, but Larry Durker. Larry Durker, six. Well, if Cesar Cedeno didn't have his number retired, neither did Andrew So not him. Um, I was that was kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> Lance Bergman? Nope. No, because Inslee wore seven uh seventeen. Um, how many are we at right now? You are at six. Billy Wagner, no, nope. You, one of you, I'm not gonna, Christian. You said his name earlier. Oh man, I like, say a lot of recently. Names. Mm-hmm. He, um, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Jimmy Wynn. Jimmy Wynn. There's mm, seven. Okay. Doug Raider, nope. Art Howe, nope. J.R. Richard, not even J.R. Oh, J. I know, Richard. I know. Eusebio. Oh, this is getting good now. Hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
This leads me to another question, but we need to sit. I'm going to ask that later. Well, um, let's, let's put us out of our misery here. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go down the list. You got Bagwell BGO. You did not get Don Wilson. Don okay, Wilson. So, right. Uh, Jose Cruz, Mike Scott, Nolan Ryan, Larry Durker, and Jimmy the Toy Cannon went. That yeah, we missed someone else, didn't we? So that brings me to the throwback player of the week, which is okay. Uh, okay. So when you go into the Minute Maid Park, I almost said the Dasher Dome. When you go into Minute Maid Park and you see the numbers up there on the top, and, and I've been guilty of this every time I've gone, I did not know who number 32 was. Number 32 is Jim Umbright. Okay. So let me tell you about Jim Umbright. Jim Umbright, he started with the Colt 45s, right? And when, or when the Colt 45 started, he was, uh, he, he was a starting pitcher for those guys. Had, had his career with them, uh, eight and three record, two saves, 2.3 ERA, all this kind of stuff, you know, and, and a, a staple for the Colt 45s back in the day. So during spring training in 1963, he was playing golf. And uh, he mentioned to his general manager at the time that he, he had a lump on his leg. So they say, oh, well, you obviously need to go get that checked out. Well, it turned out it was a malignant tumor that had spread on him. So in March, prior to the season, right, so doctors operated to remove this thing, six-and-a-half-hour surgery. Two months later, okay, so you say that's March. He has this surgery, April, May. So some point in May, he's back on the mound. He's pitching and still has a hundred stitches in his body. (laughs) So he pitches the year, gets through all that. Unfortunately, cancer came back the following spring. He, uh, Umbright talks to his teammates and, uh, and says, Hey guys, you know, they're in spring training. You know, I'm trying to make it there for you to make it to at least opening day for you guys. Unfortunately, uh, didn't make it. Didn't make it. So at the age of 33 years old, he passes away. Mm. And the the part that got me on this, again, was that they took Umbright's ashes and they were scattered over the Astrodome construction site. Uh, and and so Umbright's number 32 was the jersey, uh, the first jersey retired in franchise history for courage, positive attitude, all those kinds of things. And, and the... Colt 45s actually changed their MVP award to the Jim Umbright Award, and his uh, retired number remains in the Raptors today, which is, again, kind of a cool thing, I thought. Not that we know anything about him necessarily in his history, but I thought uh, that was a cool little throwback history lesson. And, And so now when I walk in or when we walk in or the listeners walk in and you look up and you see number 32, that's uh Again, I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Very cool. I don't even know where to begin here. Did not know any of this. That is incredible. What a, I mean, that is an incredible story first. Right. In the 60s, to go have cancer surgery and two months later come and pitch with stitches in your leg. What a badass. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, but that's, that's incredible. I did not know that story. That is that I love this part of it. Just we think we know so much about the Astros and the organization, yeah. and yeah, that is that is such a cool story. And then Here's top some, it all off, he put it on the on, on the Astrodome construction site as ashes. Yeah. Right. 
Wow. Here's that's another really cool. odd, odd thing that I didn't know. Don Wilson. Okay. Uh, Don, Don Wilson and his son end up dying because of uh, poisoning, like air poisoning, carbon dioxide poisoning in a car. So wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some, again, there, you, when you start to dig on some of this stuff, the rabbit holes you can go into and the stuff that you read that's out there, uh, I mean, there's some good education. Wow. As a as a guy who's watched, you know, as guys who have watched and know Astro baseball, uh, I mean, there's there's some craziness that has happened for sure. But yeah, that was a that was a cool one. That's awesome. That's that's great. That is that's great. Thank you for that, man. That's that's cool. That's just not about stats and numbers, all stuff that we know and follow. That's that's just a great story. Now we know. Now sure. we know. Um, so thank you for that. Now we have got the prospects of the week, which is Jacob Melton, who was drafted in the second round, pick 64 from Oregon State. He's in that class last year of all the outfielders in the bat the Astros took. Super talented. Um, had a great uh, junior year at Oregon State. Highly touted, speed, power, bats left, throws left. Honestly, in rookie ball last year, started off very slowly. Started off slowly again this year, and then it started to heat up. Hit two home runs last week. I believe hit a couple of week before. Very highly regarded in in the organization. The issue, as we well know and have talked about, is we're stacked in the outfield on the big club, and we're stacked in the farm. It'll be interesting to see because this this kid has got ability, and he's just so where, again, where is he at right now? He's he's at high he, he's at high A. Hi. He's with the uh, Asheville Tourists. Asheville Tourists, okay. Yeah, he won't. I don't think he's going to be there long. The issue is he's blocked in almost every spot he can be promoted to. Now he's played the corners as well. Like I said, he can run, throw, uh, power you know power bat. It's going to be real interesting to see because they're going to have to make some room um, if a deal is made. Hopefully a deal is made. And it'll be interesting to see if he's possibly a piece. Um, I believe I've talked to Neil briefly before we got on here as we were getting on to start this podcast. I talked to a scout buddy of mine. He's, um, I've known him for a long time. He's scout, scouted for the Phillies and as with the Nationals. He scouts this area and has some connections to the Astros organization. He told me, obviously, Drew Gilbert is untouchable right now kind of like Tucker was forever. And he said, Ryan Clifford, the 19 year old that we did a couple weeks ago from a talent standpoint is untouchable right now. They don't want to, he's got so much upside. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Now that can change, especially because he's only 19, but be interesting to see what they do with Milton. It's, it's uh, Milton. It's a name to watch. Um, I watched him a lot last year uh, at Oregon state can just rake gap power, but just a name to throw out there to be following. He has heated up. Um, and you know, once you get hot, you stay hot a lot of times for a while. So again, probably a first round talent that was drafted 64. Um, so we'll see, we'll just see what happens. We're, I, I've, I've been trying to do a pitcher on our prospect for the weeks. We just don't have <laughs> much pitching in the farm, which is one of the reasons why I think we're going to go heavy arms in, in the draft. But I say that they've done so well in the international arms. Um, yeah. 
you know, they just haven't, other than Hunter Brown, we haven't developed a whole lot of, uh, of uh, domestic, you know, college high school prospects. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. A lot of times they just go best available, which I get it, but they, we need some arms in the, in the farm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And were you saying that Milton is, he, he is untouchable? Or, or no, he's not. There no, yet. I, I had a con- yeah, I had a conversation this week with my my scouting my scouting buddy, and he said he said he knows for a fact Gilbert's untouchable, which is not a surprise, right? Because um, yeah. he's being fast tracked, and they said they really Cl- Clifford's right there with him right now, just because of his age. He's nineteen, super talented. Again, always based on whoever's out there. If you're making a pennant run, a playoff run, you never know who truly is. But he said he would put him probably pretty close. And so that leaves all these other outfielders who some of them are having great years already as, as pieces you want to watch to see what happens when we make a move. I, that's my biggest thing is I like following the prospects just to see, you know, who's tied into what deals when, when we make deals. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing right now is, and you, you hit the nail on the head with the number of outfielders and, and the log jam. And I mean, it's, it's log jammed at the, at the top level. And then yep. it's not that different and probably or what seems to be every level uh, after that. So, I mean, some, somebody's got to move, right? Yep. We'll see. And, and Well, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I'm just going to say, I mean, that there's there's no point in keeping these guys. I well, mean, it's, you, you, gotta, you, you, always, you always trade. You want, to, you want to trade from a team strength or, or an organizational strength. Well, our strength in an organization is outfield. And like I said, big club all the way down. You With always want to be in catching. I think. I think catching is our second strength. Mm, as far as I mean, we're goes. we're pretty stacked at cat at the catcher position. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that, but that's okay. I mean, well, that's a story for another day. We'll, we'll I, that, that's a good point. We'll, we'll talk about next week for about ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not sure I agree. With, I, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I mean, I, I get where you're going. I have my questions on Corey Lee. He's having a great year, but I need to see him. I need to see what he can do in in big boy school. And honestly, we I'm don't saying, even know. We don't, we don't even know what Yonner can do because he never plays. So, right. Um, well, I guess I'm saying in tradable assets. So I don't know if it's, yeah, yeah. But you got to remember, so tradable assets. Well, you trade you trade one of those. You trade one of those two, Yonner or Corey Lee. Guess what? You're no longer at a strength. Yeah, Maldi's not under contract for next year, so they're either going to re-sign him at a lower number, or he's going to walk. So, um, yeah, we'll, let's we'll touch base on that. We'll table but, it. We'll table it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, we're getting to we're getting close to an hour. That's what we 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 uh, when we don't have a guest, which we'll touch on here in a minute. We want to kind of keep it close to that, and and I want to thank everyone that's that's listened. This is episode five. Uh, appreciate everyone that's come back and listened. Um, we, we'll drop this tomorrow, Monday, Memorial Day. Thank those again uh, that, that have served and those that, that paid the ultimate sacrifices. You enjoy your Memorial Day tomorrow. But, um, you know, we play the Twins three games, Angels for four. So we've got seven games. So before we officially wrap this up, I'm going to go to Neil first. And so we always like to keep these on record and Dorton likes to bring them up. So <laughs> Neil, what do you think? What's your prediction for the, the record for the week? Okay. So 
Brian screwed up and told us he was going, so he's the jinx of all jinxes. So there's one loss. I plan on going. <laughs> I plan on going to a game this week, so there's one win. Yeah. So at that point in time, oh man, the rotation again. This is the. This looks like the week to where we get. Do we get Belac and uh, JP twice? Do we get that? So who's, yep. who's tomorrow's starter? Frenchy. Okay. Oh yeah. So we'll get both of them twice. So there's. So we see them. Matt, it's, it's not a, and it's not a good matchup. The no. the uh, twins are pitching their guys. So we're going to see. It's not them, a good matchup. But we're we're going to see them four times. I mean, we're pitching our six and seven starters uh, twice this week. Eesh. And we've got seven games, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, at home. Holy cow, guys. Uh, it's between four and three and five and two. Four and three and five and – I'm going five and two. I'm going to be optimistic. Mm, I like it. I like it. Okay. Dorton? Uh, I've been thinking about this. Uh Believe my uh, my curse has been lifted on on uh, on in game in game in game losses when we won the World Series. Oh, okay. That 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 won that 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 dropped that curse. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe I'm going to go ahead and be bold this week, and I'm going to say that we take the Twins, we sweep the Twins, and we oh. drop. One, we what? drop one against the Angels, and we are talking next week six and one. Oh, I almost fell out of my chair. The, the man that's gone like three and three and four and two this week just drops the hammer. I believe so. I believe that. I, I, Hope so, and I hope I'm right. I, I hope we're turning that corner. God, Let's go! Right. Oh man, I hope you're right. Let's go. Well, usually I'm the optimistic one when it comes to record in this group, and I'm the other way. Um, I don't like the matchups with the Twins, considering they have their guys lined up. We don't. It is at home. Screw it. We have Altuve. We're going to win that series. <laughs> As long as he starts uh, and finishes. And finishes. I sit, uh, and it's the Twins. Like, they're good. They're Their pitching's good. They're, they're they, can't, they can't hit. I just, there, there's, all right, we're going two and one versus the Twins, and there is no way I'm ever going to say we're going two and two against no. the freaking Angels at home. So we're going, th- <laughs> we're going five and two. Five and okay. two. All right. So we got five and two, we got uh, six and one, and we got five and two. Five and two. All right. Wow. Wow. That would be 13 games over 500. All right. Mark it. I was going to go four and three, but, man, Dorton got me. Dorton's positive. (laughs) I'm positive. Let's roll. Let's go. I'm not six and one positive. I'll go. The only reason why I'm not saying seven and oh is because we have Belak and Frenchie four times. That's scary. But um, they haven't been the problem. So, man, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Guys, it's fun as always, man. I love doing this. Glad we're back on Sunday nights. 
Heck we yeah. will get this. We'll get this edited and sent out tomorrow um, on Memorial, Memorial Day. Everyone enjoy it. And you know, episode five is going to be in the books. We have more guests that we do have lined up that we're just going through scheduling, trying to coordinate with. So look forward to that coming. Please like, share, follow, tell your friends. We've now just had someone listen in India. We are now four countries now because that's how that's how great we are. This Dump Owners podcast. It's all because of Neil's social media. Uh, oh boy. And, um, we are on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook. We are on TikTok. Um, so look out for the Dome Foamers. And again, we appreciate everyone's listening. Close to an hour, boys. I've enjoyed it. So go Strohs. Go Strohs. Go Strohs. Go Strohs.